the kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host, Angus. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Good as can be expected, Sarge. Thanks for the timely assist. You couldn't have picked a better time to hit the Chateau. Well, that's one base Uncle Adolf's brain trust won't be using again. Sergeant Fury and his howling commandos. Lord Haha's last laugh. Time, World War II. Place, heart of bomb-torn London. Event, a surprise daylight air raid by Hitler's dreaded Luftwaffe. A book length Marvel masterpiece. Air Raid, take cover, you howlers. Written by Stan Lee, drawn by Jack Kirby, inked by G. Bell, lettered by S. Rosen. And thus begins Sergeant Fury, volume one, issue number four. Our release date was September of 1963, with a cover date of November 1963. The Howling Commandos are on leave in London when the air raid sirens go off. A British Red Cross worker asks Fury to help her get an injured boy out of rubble and take him to the underground and shelter. Back at base, the Commandos listen to one of Lord Haha's propaganda broadcasts. In Berlin, Lord Haha signs off. He then asks a Gestapo officer why he must always taunt the commandos. They hope that a squad will try to infiltrate Germany and get caught. Meanwhile, Captain Sawyer delivers an invitation to Sergeant Fury, and it comes from none other than Lord Hawley, inviting him to tea. And he is ordered to go to the mansion of Lord Hawley to meet him. While he's there, he meets Lord Hawley's daughter, Pamela, who happens to be that Red Cross worker that Nick Fury had encountered earlier in the day. She proceeds to thank Fury for all of his assistance in getting the poor boy down to shelter in time. Fury says, no problem. It was his duty to do so. Then, Holly, Lord Holly, this is, admits that Haha, Lord Haha, is his son, Percy, who was the Berlin correspondent for Lord Holly's newspaper before he was captured. Sawyer tells Fury that the commandos must now go rescue Percy. Meanwhile, Fury and his Holland commandos parachute into Germany. Their contact in Germany happens to be none other than a lion tamer connected to a circus. She has the lion conveniently escape so she can meet them in the woods. The commandos then disguise themselves as circus performers and enter Berlin. Sergeant Fury and Dino Manelli dress as soldiers 
then and get Lord Haha's whereabouts from a radio station. They pick up the other commandos and infiltrate the party leader's house where Lord Haha is dining. They then grab Lord Haha, Percy, and fight their way back out. Then they head to Bremer Haven and are holed up there in a safe house as they wait for their submarine to come and extract them out of Germany and take them back to London. They see a line of tanks coming by this safe house and Lord Haha, or Percy here, Holly, escapes to warn the Germans. But he takes a gun and begins to fire it to get their attention. The Germans mistake this as some crazy American or Brit and decide to shoot at him. They're then alerted to the presence of the Howling Commandos. The tanks then open fire on the safe house, and sadly, Junior Juniper is killed by gunfire, along with Lord Percy Hawley, otherwise known as Lord Haha. The sub arrives just in time and blasts the tanks away. Then, in our final scene, we are taken to Lord Hawley's estate, where Sergeant Fury tells Pamela, that Red Cross worker, that her brother died a hero, when in essence, he didn't. He actually was a loyalist to Hitler in the end, but as Nick Fury says in the closing panel, tell me, Nick, how did he meet his end? I I have to know, and this is from Pamela. You'd have been proud of him, Pam. He went down like a hero. I was there. And then the thought bubble from Fury is, how can I tell her the truth about him? What good would it do? I'd face a regiment single-handed sooner than hurt this one girl. Next issue, another epic saga of the Fury's howlers and all the guts and glory that have made this truly America's greatest war story magazine. And that's how we wind up this tale. The last section of the book, we have Jack Kirby chronicling more of World War II. And this is the weapons of war, combat rifles of World War II. He shows us first the M1 U.S. rifle, the Garand. Gives us all the caliber, shots, length, weight. Then he gets into the Russian Mazen Nagant rifle. Then into the Japan Arasaka 38 rifle. Then the British Empire Pattern 14 rifle. And finally, the German Mauser rifle, the KAR-98. Quite an issue here. The panels are jam-packed. We first enter this book with more of the camaraderie being expressed amongst the Howling Commandos. The Howling Commandos are genuinely concerned for Sergeant Nick Fury as London is getting bombed. They all had sought shelter. Meanwhile, Fury had gone and stumbled across this young boy and this Red Cross worker and had helped them. So they feared that Fury had actually been blown up during the bombing. But that was not the case. And you can see the relief in their eyes when he enters back into their barracks and is 
really snapping it up with them and telling them to fall in and shut your faces. Snap to it. Look alive, you deadheads. Suck in those bellies. And the guys really end up expressing how they feel about him. And sure enough, thought a little old bomb would get you, Sarge, right, Izzy? Oh, I tried to tell you, Reb, that you're too ordinary to die. Never thought I'd be so glad to see that sourpuss of yours again, Sarge. I'm with Dino, Sarge. You sure had us worried. Like Junior said, man, you never paid us the poker money you owe. Right, dum-dum? Yeah, Gabe. We gotta protect our old Sarge till he squares up with us. Very interesting. Now if you're all finished, and that's their way of saying, hey, you know, Sergeant Fury, you may be a pain in our backside, but you're still one of us and we love you. And we're your Howling Commandos. And that got across loud and clear. And you can see Jack, again, relaying his army experience here in these panels. When we get into the action here, it's pretty fast and furious. Lots of gunfire, lots of explosions, starting from the bombing of London to the conflicts that we see here once they get into Berlin. But even on our way to Berlin, you have Dum Dum, who's set up as a circus leader, performer, a leader of that three-ring circus in that outfit. And he's got a stick of dynamite that he is lighting his stogie with and then he proceeds to throw the stick of dynamite over to a rail car with a massive gun artillery on it and blow it up as they're heading into Berlin and that is quite the fracas then of course the infiltration into the dining scene there to extract Lord Haha out of there that is full of Back and forth, firing, shooting, massive punching out of Nazis. It's just spectacular. Jack has a heyday with those visuals. Also, you have Gabe there saying, Hey, where do you learn to shoot, man, in a penny arcade? Okay, you had your chance. Now it's my inning. Heads up, Master Race. And there he is throwing in a grenade, just pitching it down the middle like a a fireballer from the mound and blowing up Germans. It's just absolutely spectacular. These Nazis are just really, really taking it on the chin, and it's cool to see here in these pages. Then the fighting is really massively fast and furious between the holdup commandos and that safe house, and then you had Percy escaping and getting shot and, of course, losing Junior, and there's shells going off and guns being fired and grenades getting tossed it's it's pretty bad and what is amazing is that jack does not shy away from showing you the grisliness of battle them losing one of their own howlers here in junior juniper and him actually being a casualty of war and of course with percy dying too this doesn't end all nice and clean it ends in essentially Sergeant Fury telling a lie in order to protect the reputation of a dead man who he didn't have the heart to let know his sister that indeed this guy was a betrayer, was a person who should have still been on his home Britain side, but had actually turned coat and became a Nazi sympathizer over in Berlin. All in All Kids, another fantastic installment by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee and company, and really showing us some really great inside scoop and just the interactions and camaraderie amongst these soldiers, these Howling Commandos. Kudos, Kirby. (laughs) 